0: Well, hey King's Arms, it's great to be with you uh, today. And you know, so many have been through this uh, massive deconstruction in the last 18 months. Things that used to be unchallenged have now been challenged. Institutions have been shaken at every level. Authority has been distrusted. And what seemed once was important now is being questioned as is it really important? And many want to rush back to how things were, but others aren't so sure. Is there any way back? Can we go back? and do we even want to if we if we could and mixed into that there's been a crisis of faith for so many in these days you know many i think will fall away and and i think that happens typically in times of crisis basically if your foundations weren't solid then fundamentally when things get shaken those foundations get shaken with it and and things start to fall away and at the same point at the same time, many will also find faith. Many's, their foundations were not solid, but for a different reason. And they've realized that actually they, the answers, the solutions that they had for life's big questions before just aren't satisfactory and they will find faith. And of course, caught up in that, we've got people's view of church. What is church? Is it important? Uh, is it significant for my lives? And that's gonna be critical moving forward to fully understand what is the core purpose of church and, and why, do, why are we connected to church and what's it all about? Our problem tends to be that we can identify a local church by the historical, by the historic expressions that we've known, more than by the biblical convictions of what church should be. And it's hard to escape the gravital, gravitational pull of what you've known, isn't it? It's hard to escape from the kind of models and forms and the ways that you've known church to be. Sometimes we've, been, we've grown accustomed to them and actually what we should be doing is questioning them. So we've got to, it's important for all of us to examine, maybe even challenge some of our understandings of what church is. And, and you've got to understand though, the way that the word church is used in the New Testament, it's used in really three uh, different ways. One is the, the church universal, which, um, and you'll have to forgive <laughs> my son's um mowing the lawn outside hopefully you can't hear that too loudly um one is the the church universal which means every believer who's ever lived we're all part of this universal church and that's how jesus used it in matthew 16 uh, verse 18 i will build my church he's talking about the church universal secondly it's used as a collection of local churches when paul writes to the church in corinth we know that's a group of largely house churches that met in corinth and he's writing to all of them together and then thirdly it can be in an individual gathering and that's how it's used in acts 14 when paul and barnabas appoint elders in all the different churches so it's that second and third sense we're looking at uh, today. So as a, a leadership team, what we've done over the last uh, few months is uh, uh, with our, the, uh, the, the strategic leadership, leadership team and the wider team, we've looked at a number of key biblical texts that help us dive back into what is the church. And we kept being drawn back to Acts 2, verse 36 to 47, which is a passage we've looked at numbers of times as a community, because it really seemed to kind of draw together uh, numbers of these themes into one picture of the church and all the elements are, are seem to be there and it's the first time that the church is really pictured in the new testament it's the first real image of the church and and so it's a prototype if you like it's a prototype of the early church and it helps to it should rightly so help to shape us being informed by other passages of scripture as well and so we're, we're also drawn at the same time to numbers of stories that, uh, from our community life which have helped us and shaped us as a community. And so we kind of want to draw those together in this uh, time this morning just to, uh, just to draw together this picture of what is the church. So let me share my screen with you. And um, I'm trying a new way of sharing the screen, so hopefully this is better for us. Um, And let's read together this uh, passage, Acts 2, verse 36 uh, to 47. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and, and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. So those who received his word were baptised, and there were added that day about three thousand souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts praising God and having favour with all the people and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So we drop in on this passage on Peter, one of the leaders of the early church speaking about early church and they're wondering what's going on and they open up this uh this picture for us of the church so what are the what are the elements of the church that we we see well the first is this the church is a community of people who follow jesus as lord this is what he says let all the house of israel know for certain that god has made him lord and christ this jesus who you crucified verse 38 repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of your sins and i just want to pop over my other screen hopefully you can see this and draws a little uh picture to help us so it's a place where jesus is lord and we see that in this passage and they respond in baptism there's a baptism and a repentance to this uh, message that Jesus, that, that Peter brings. The fact is that by by grace, coming to Jesus in repentance and through baptism, submitting to his Lordship, he's transformed us. And now we listen to him and follow him and submit to him. Ultimately, every church is his church. That's the first picture we see. The first thing that uh, church is, it's a community where people follow Jesus as Lord. And the second is this, it's a community where people know God. That's what it says in uh, verse... Uh, Uh, verse 38 for the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off everyone whom the Lord God calls to himself and so we could have draw a picture like this Jesus drew drew people to the father he was drawing people into intimacy and connection with the father church is a community of people that knows God that believes that he's adopted them as his children. This is about a relationship with the Father. And everything comes from that. And Jesus' plan was to bring everyone into that relationship. And and the revelation of this is not just head knowledge, the revelation of that, to know God. And that word uh, that's used in the original language means not just a head knowledge, but an experiential knowledge of knowing God. One of my favourite stories is from the early days is our community when a lady was in, on a ministry team praying for someone else to know God and to know him as Father and to know his love for her. And as she was praying, suddenly she had the revelation. She's like, hang on a minute, <laughs> he loves me. He loves me. And that revelation dropped in her into her heart even as she was sharing it with someone else. That's the second thing that is critical that we see. A church is a community that knows God. Third thing is this, church is a community that's empowered by the Spirit. We see that, don't we, in verse 38. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Church is a community that receives that gift of the Spirit. Let me try and draw this here. It's just hopefully meant to be a flame. There we go. It's, a, it's a, a community empowered by the Spirit. It's a place of supernatural power and fruit, not just about human effort. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. He empowers us. Just a few uh, days ago, I was praying with someone over Zoom and they just were filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with joy, a supernatural joy that came upon them, even in the midst of their difficult circumstance. It's a community that's filled by the Spirit and empowered by the Spirit. That's the church fourth thing is this church is a community where people are devoted to god's word it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and i'll just draw a little uh, picture of god's word okay hopefully that makes sense yeah good (laughs) god's word it's a community devoted to god's word it means they cared what god had to say that his word had become a blueprint for their lives they put his word into practice we see that in what jesus said don't we when he says if you love me you'll obey my commands that makes sense doesn't it all all relationships are built on caring what we say to one another if you don't care what someone says or what they think or what they say to you then you've got no relationship and our words make a difference to god and so his word needs to make a difference to us one thing we've loved in, in Raw Church over this last year, for those who have been part of us, is this simple idea of opening God's word, reading it a couple of times, then asking four simple questions. And that last question is, the last two questions are, what are you gonna do as a response to this passage? How are you gonna obey this passage? And who are you gonna share it with? And one lady, as one week, we read the story of the woman at the well, when Jesus meets this woman at a well, and he turned an ordinary conversation into a spiritual one. It was a, a beautiful story. And that week she had a conversation with someone and realized she was in the same moment that Jesus was in and her obedience was quite simple. She turned that ordinary conversation into a spiritual conversation. She said normally that conversation with this person would have been very, very negative, but actually the turning into a spiritual conversation made such a difference. Church is a community where we are devoted to God's word. The fifth picture is this, Church is a community where we follow God-appointed leadership. They said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? God's appointed leadership for the church and in the church. And and it's not just uh, an individual. We see a team of leaders. And actually, church is a community where we follow God-appointed leadership. You see that picture. And that team-based leadership should be throughout the church to make it healthy. The next picture we see is this. Uh, Church is a community that live in a culture where people love one another it says in verse 42 they devoted themselves to the fellowship and as we read read the passage you can just feel the love can't you expressed in that community that word fellowship is rarely used today apart from when we're watching lord of the rings Um, but that sense of being devoted to to the community to a loving community of fellowship together and at King's Arms, we've uh, described that love and community in five words. It's a culture of honour. It's a culture of acceptance. It's a culture of authenticity. It's a culture of generosity and a culture of courage. Phil and Cowell were showing just recently how some financial troubles that have uh, uh, hit them have been just shaped and transformed by the generosity of people around them. That's the church. So church is a community. That's the, the sixth picture. Of of the church that is they they love one another they 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 care for one another and that's what it looks like to be part of the church. The seventh picture is this they connect together as family around the communion table. This is what it says in verse forty six. Day by day attending the te- temple together and breaking bread in their homes they receive their food with glad and generous hearts. So church is a community that gathers around the table and the picture is given of the. Of the, of the communion table. I'm not convinced it's communion quite as we understand it with a little wafer and a bit of bread and a small glass of wine after, after, after Sunday. Maybe we need to, after a Sunday meeting, maybe we need to look at that because what you see in this picture is a, a community of fellowship around the table and, and, and where they are gathered. And I think their communion would have been expressed as it was originally when Jesus gave it to us around a table where they had a meal together and then broke bread and, and had wine together as part of that. What would it look like for us to dig deeper into that and to, uh, who's going to come around your table and maybe you could have communion together at the end or the beginning of the meal what would it look like to perhaps see how do we grow as a community to this sense of fellowship around the table the eighth uh, picture you see from this is that church is a community where they devote themselves to prayer and praise this community is both practical they ate together it's also deeply spiritual it's not just a chess club they, they devoted themselves to the prayer and to praising god we see that in verse 42 and then at the end in verse 47 that's just what we do we we have a community where prayer and and praise hard to draw that but i'll do my best. Prayer and praise are right at the centre of who we are. It's in the context of prayer and worship that we encounter God. It's in the context of prayer and worship that we see situations shifted and God glorified in our uh, communities. I remember uh, a few years ago when in worship, uh, a leaders event, I think it was, there was such a smell of burning in the auditorium. And uh, I I literally didn't know what was going on. rent around, checked that there wasn't a fire in the building, and then came back and couldn't find anything, and it was still going on. Then realized, I think this is the presence of God. And it was confirmed later because Phil Wilthy was on his way home and uh, actually had to pull over his car because he thought his car was on fire. There was such an intense smell of burning. Church is a place where there's praise and worship, the encounter of God in that place. That's right at the heart of every community that Jesus wants to build. And then ninthly, church is a community where there is a radical care for those in need. This is what you read in verse 45. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds proceeds to all as any had need. Church is a community where there's a radical generosity and giving to those in need. The poor are the heart of the church. It's probably one of the most provoking aspects of this picture of the church, isn't it? It's most challenging, selling our possessions, selling selling things that we can give to those who are in need. And at the heart of every church, and that will look different for different people, but at the heart of every church is a radical care for the poor and for those in need. I remember uh, someone was telling me recently their story of coming to King's Arms, and I think within the first few months or so, they, had been, uh, they were mugged in the town centre. They weren't physically her, um, but they this these people took some money from this lady. Anyway, that Sunday she came to church and her muggers were there. And instead of thinking, I'm never coming back, she thought, this is the kind of church I want to be part of. Why? Because she realised that we were a community that were reaching the poorest, the most broken in our society, and bringing hope. And of course, safeguarding around the community is important as well. Tenth thing is this. A church is a community that expects the presence of God with signs and wonders. This was in verse 43, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Church is a community that expects the presence of God and signs and wonders. Again, this is just not an ordinary community, an ordinary society. This is a group where God's present in extraordinary power and signs and wonders are there. There is an expectation for the miraculous. And we've talked about that as a community many times over the years. That's who we are. That should be at the birth, at the, at the, the foundation of every community that is the type of community that Jesus was building. So signs and wonders are critical to have right at the core of our community. If we're to build a healthy and vibrant community, that's what the church is. And that's how we declare to the world around who Jesus is and what he has done and how he's changed and is changing our lives. And the 11th point is this. Church is a community where we declare the gospel of the kingdom. Peter declares, verse 36, know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. Our message is not just say a quick prayer and you're saved and go to heaven our message is an invading kingdom the gospel of the kingdom is that jesus is king and that changes everything and church is a community where we declare that gospel and we see in other passages it should be with signs and wonders following as we've already seen oh that's meant to be a speaker it's not very good um church is a community where we declare there we go where we proclaim and declare the gospel of the kingdom and, 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 and at that, the centre of that is where that kingdom message of the transformation of society it goes out from our community and starts to shape. And to shape. it shapes the way that we impact with community and it shapes the, the impact that the community has on us, that together we seek to change the world around us, that we are born to change the world, and that we do that as part of being part of the church. And lastly, church is a community where people raise multiplying disciples. Verse 47, the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Church is a community where we have a sense of multiplication. And we see that not just in this passage, but all the other passages in the scriptures that talk about disciple making. There's a sense of multiplication. There's a sense, Jesus uses those pictures, doesn't he, of the sower sowing the seed and it multiplying, the yeast and the dough and it multiplying. The kingdom was born to multiply and to raise disciples that then go on and multiply. That's what the church is. That's who she is. And that's what she's called to be. And this passage lays out to us these really clear and provoking, oh, better go back to that image, these really clear and provoking pictures, 12 things that declare who the community of God is. We're called to be a, a community that has Jesus as King, a community that knows God, a community empowered by the Spirit, a community that's devoted to God's Word, a community with God Godly appointed leadership, a community that's dedicated to the fellowship of love, a community that is built around the table, especially the communion table, a community of prayer and praise, devoted to prayer and praise, a community of radical generosity to those in need community of signs and wonders and the expectation of the awe and the presence of God. A community that declares the gospel of the kingdom. And a community that raises multiplying disciples. This is who we are and this is who the church should be. And I would say as we go forward it's going to be so critical to have this in our hearts and our minds. I think there's going to be lots of things that pop up in the days to come that call themselves church. I think we need this blueprint to help us see is that church or is that not church? And it doesn't mean, Sev, one of these things is missing, that that's not church. But what it does mean is that it's not the healthy church that it, that, could, that it could be. And if we see that in any of our communities that we are building, if we see that in any of our, uh, about our, um, our sites or places that it's missing those elements, then we need to not just criticise and wave a finger and say, ah, you know, you're getting it all wrong. I mean, anyone can do that. Any fool can do that. No, no, no. What we need is to roll up our sleeves and say, I want to be building. I want to build the church that I see in this picture. I want to build this community that I've seen laid out clearly in the scriptures. And I would just encourage us as we move forward to ask ourselves the question, how can I help build a church or churches that look like that? How can I build it? How can I roll up my sleeves? Where do I see there's weaknesses that I've got unique strengths where I can play my part? Let's open our hearts to the Lord and ask him to speak because I tell you what, Jesus loves his church. He died for his church. He gave himself for his church. And he asks us all to do the same, that we would make disciples who make disciples, who are built into healthy churches until God's kingdom fills the earth. Thanks so much for listening.